welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Luncheon with Lisa. I'm excited about tonight because it's the second leadership takeover that we've had all month. So these ladies are part of a group that has taken over the whole month of May um and with luncheon with lisa and i'm excited to have them here before we get started and and talk to who we have here with us today we're going to go through a few things that are going on with luncheon with lisa and dove style magazine because you know all i try to um keep busy with some of the things i have going on so i will share with you that we have dsm media has a lineup of shows that come on every week um, so I wanted to share the lineup with you on Tuesdays. We actually have Upfront Mind, Body, and Soul with uh, Michelle Bolden Hammond, who is the, uh, she's the host of the show. So please tune in every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. and check her out. And then, of course, on Thursdays, we have Luncheon with Lisa with me. So make sure Thursdays you come. And then on Saturday mornings, we have Moms We See You with host Dr. Tashika Green and Jacqueline Griffin at 10 a.m. to 11. So please make sure you tune in. All of the shows are different, but the same in that they have wonderful guests. We talk about inspiration, empowerment, um, everything that just kind of enlightens you in a positive way. So make sure you mark your calendars every Tuesday. And it's only an hour, so it doesn't take much, but Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And of course, I think we have a show that might be coming back on Friday evenings at seven, but we'll keep you posted on that. But Shariva Smith is behind the scenes and we have teamed up to have DSM Media. So um, I also wanted to remind you all that um, this is the 10th year for Dove Style Magazine. So um, in celebrating Dove Style Magazine, we actually are working to have an awards um, program uh, in November or December of this year called The Hidden Treasures. And what that is, is I, I like to acknowledge people who sometimes we don't see, they're putting in the work, um, they're doing wonderful things, but we kind of skip over them because we're used to seeing certain people um, highlighted. And I like to shine the light on those who you never knew were actually doing some of the same things. So that's what it's going to be about. I'm recognizing some people. We're also going to have a nominations um program set up with that. So that's coming to the end of this year. I also wanted to share with you all that this Saturday, I am going to be part of the Favor is Fair Summit 2022. I was part of it last year. And given the couple of weeks that I've had, it's time to breathe. So I am so ready for Saturday. If you all are not doing anything at 10 a.m., please go register. I believe it's free. Um, go check it out and come join us. But last year was a powerful conversation. Um, and Victoria Holland is actually the host and she is at it again this year. So Saturday, that's what I'll be doing. Um, next, I want we're not going to talk about the virtual launch yet. We're going to move over to the following weekend. I'll actually be hosting along with a another co-host. We're launching, I mean, hosting the Leading Within Conference with visionary Sharon Parker. Sharon, thanks for tuning in. We will be having a wonderful mix and mingle with Sharon. And I think I have some information that we can give you, we can share with you that this mix and mingle, you can pre-register. It's actually the ninth annual um, conference. We've done this Sharon has done this every year consistently. She doesn't miss a beat. It's an amazing conference. The networking is outstanding and the synergy is everything. She is the center synergy queen. 
Um, sharing brings people together. Um, and this mix and mingle is just kind of a prelude to what's happening in September. So if you do come and um, join us on at the mix and mingle next weekend, um, what you can do is get 20% off your ticket for September. And the best thing to do is lock it in now so you can join us. So please make sure you register for that. And we'll continue to give you information on those events. I also wanted to, um, I think, shout out my children's book. I have a children's book um, called When Gigi Meets Cam, which is my legacy project. Um, it has to do with my children's Cam Capers book series. This is the first one. And this is actually kind of, it's kind of a, a matching what me and my me, me and my husband, me and my grandson um, actually spending time together growing up. And this was the very first book. And this was the day that he was born. Um, and I am capturing it in these cam capers and I need to keep up because he's growing fast, but I have about three more books that I'm going to add to this. And the unique thing about this book is it was a year in January. Um, and the other thing is that the picture on the cover is actually a picture that we took and the graphic artist was able to make it look like us so every time he reads this book he calls it my book when he comes over and he recognizes everyone in the book i tried to make the characters look like mommy and daddy um and it's a little bit about them but it's more about me and him because that's my boo right there so um we're celebrating a year more to come so thank you with that i don't think i missed anything shariva will will help me out if I do. But I wanted to bring in our guests um, because we are now talking about Step Into Leadership Greatness, Leaders Producing Leaders, Volume 2. And we have some more wonderful co-authors. Last week, if you all tuned in, we had some co-authors in the forward author came and joined us. And now we have some more of the team coming in because things are about to kick off next week. Um, and y'all need to be ready. So I need to know who you need to know who is leading the way. And these ladies are leading to way tonight. So what we're going to do, because I'm not going to do a, a lot of bios because they know themselves better than anybody else. So I want to introduce you to each of them and have them tell you who they are. And then we're going to get into a discussion about leadership, which is what I've grown to love to talk about. But these ladies are not just talking about leadership. They are leaders. So let's start with Dr. Teresa. Welcome, welcome with Lisa. This is not your first time here, but thank you for this because you're here as the co-author of Step Into Leadership Greatness. So tell us a little bit about you. Well, once again, yes, my name is Dr. Teresa Ann Mosley. I'm originally from Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm a U.S. Army veteran, a seven-time best-selling author, a two-time international best-selling author with my number one best-selling book, with Dove Publishing, Creating Ambassadors of Peace. Yes, <laughs> uh, I've been in education for 28 years. I retire in 27 days. Yes. And I will be full-time. I am an inspirational and motivational speaker. And I'm so excited to be with you here today. Thank you so much. Absolutely, Absolutely. Teresa. As you can see, there are leaders up in here today. So I want to jump over to Deborah Mack. Tell us a little bit about who you are. Good evening, everyone. Deborah Mack here. Um, I've been a, a small business owner, a marketing communications. Um, I've been in federal government as a civilian uh, for 29 years this October. And most importantly, I've been a loving mom, 
I have a wonderful dog named Rudy. He's uh, lovingly known as our <laughs> as our trust fund baby. Um, seven grandchildren. Only one is is a girl, so we're we're having a lot of fun with her, and just super excited uh, to be in this group, to be a part of this project. Um, I think there's just a lot inside of me that has come out in, in, in my chapter that I've been wanting to share for a very long time on a broader spectrum. Um, been doing a lot of mentoring for many, many, many years and um, just super excited to be here. Thank you so much for joining Luncheon with Lisa. I can't wait to get into conversation about leadership with all of you. So we're going to drop down to Coach Alonda Brooks, the Becoming Coach. I know that's right. So tell us a little bit about who you are. Hello, I'm Alonda Brooks. I am affectionately known as the Becoming Coach. Um, my brand is I Must Become Enterprises, and I'm also a publisher um, at I Am Becoming Publishing. I host a show called I Am Becoming. Um, so I'm a mother of three lovely children, and I'm also the co-founder of Women's CEOs Rock. And I am also now a four-time international bestselling author of that's what I'm talking about. And we, we're lifting some of these numbers. So, um, yeah, we're not stopping here. So we want to go. We're going to jump over to Chantel. Chantel Edwards, please let us know who are we talking to? Who are you? Hi, everyone. So first and <laughs> foremost, I am super excited to be here tonight. Um, I kept looking at my clock saying, oh, is it time for lunch with Lisa? Is it time? Is it time? <laughs> so I, I'm elated to be here. Um, I am an Air Force veteran. I also served as a federal employee for the Department of Homeland Security, and currently I serve as a director of cybersecurity at a Fortune 100 company. Um, in my personal life, I am a mother of three boys. The oldest is high school age and the youngest is an elementary. So I have the range of, of, of experiences that way. I also have two dogs in my house, and um, the dog is the first time I had a female uh, as part of uh, my tribe in the house. So. I have a lot of different things going on and different different pockets to try to work within. But uh, thank you, everyone, for joining. And that's me. Absolutely. So you see there's some leadership going on there, too. Even with the animals, we have to lead the way. And last but certainly not least is uh, Danica Davenport. Welcome to Lunch with Lisa. Tell us a little bit about you. Thank you so much, Lisa. I'm, I'm really honored to be here. Um, I'm originally from uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Um, I was then in the D.C. area for about 20 years. Uh, actually moved there with my mother and father and then ended up here in Houston, which is where I'm located right now. Um, I have over 30 years of human resources experience and I currently work in big law. I work for the third largest um, law firm in the world. I'm an HR talent business manager there. So fun times all around. I'm also um, the um, president and CEO of my own coaching company. It's called HERS. And that stands for helping every woman reinvent and reach her summit. And what we do is we help women in midlife to reinvent and to uh, dream a new dream. And so I'm excited to be a part of this new project and just excited to be here. So that's me. I love it. And I'm excited to have all of you all join. Um, I keep forgetting to mention when I do the lunch with Lisa that I'm also a co-author because I get so excited about y'all chapters. I forget totally about the fact that I am a co-author too, but I'm intrigued with the different ways that I've learned and discovered that leadership exists. Um, and all these ladies have talked about different ways. So I will start with, we're going to go in the same order, but with Dr. Teresa, she actually had the pleasure of being on volume one 
Um, so with that, um, it, it's, it's such a testimony to Dr. Jennifer and what she brings to the table that somebody would want to return um, and do this all over again with her because it is a lot of work being a co-author, being the publisher, whatever role you're playing, it's work involved and want to do it with the same people. Um, sometimes it's kind of like people like, nah, I don't want to do this again. But Dr. Reese was like, ah, yes, I have to do this again. So tell us a little bit about why it was important for you to be part of this book project, Dr. Teresa. Well, in volume one, I talked about me being a transformational leader my first year as a high school principal, but I, it wasn't enough. So volume two gave me the opportunity to talk about the four tenets of transformational leadership. So I take a little more of a deeper dive into individual consideration, idealized influence, intellectual stimulation. And so it gave me an opportunity to tell little stories and just add to it. So it really, I really needed to be in volume two. Absolutely. I like the fact that you were able to dig a little deeper into the same subject matter. So people that come back that have volume one and it's also a little trick to that. So you need to go and get volume one so that you can know what Dr. Teresa is talking about. You got to have the full story. But um, I'm sure that that's an honor to Dr. Jennifer to, to have you back in. So we're going to dive a little bit more into that in a minute. But I wanted to ask Deborah. So tell us a little bit about why it was important that you be part of this leadership book part project. Oh, absolutely. Well, um, I used to uh, work for and with Dr. Bryant as her speechwriter. And, uh, and we did a lot of work together in, um, for do domestic violence awareness. I, um, uh, she's a great hostess. I was a part of the support staff and we put on really amazing events across the, the federal workforce. And uh, so when she asked me to participate uh, in this project, of course, I had to say absolutely yes <laughs> for a number of reasons. But also, I've I've been wanting to share uh, what I've been sharing with a number of my mentees over the many many moons that I have uh, been helping folks to do better and to actually uh, become uh, get um, employment within the federal government. Um, because we know that can be a challenge trying to transition from, you know, the, the, the private sector to the public sector and also working with uh, 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 newly retired uh, military uh, personnel as well, because that's also a transition to go from uh, being in the military to civilians uh, service to anything from wardrobing um, to resumes and, and all that kind of good stuff. So so when she asked me, I just felt compelled to join in and to try to contribute and, and share as much as I could with, within that chapter. Absolutely. So Coach Alonda, tell us a little bit, um, because it, it was, what people don't realize, and I'm hoping they will after they um, watch the show, is that um, you all are already showing up as leaders. Um, and actually doing the one thing that I think consistently we've talked about, because these ladies are also um, in Dove Style magazine this year. So, I mean, this month. So we're putting all of the co-authors into the magazine where you can actually learn a little bit more about them. But at the same time, they all had some consistent points in what leaders do. And what leaders do consistently with you all was they actually lead 
to the next person. Like it doesn't stop here. We actually want to guide other people to that leadership. So um, clearly they're leading and then sharing. And this book is part of that process. So I know it's going to be wonderful. But Coach Alanda, tell us a little bit about why you wanted to be a part of this, because you are actually, if I'm not mistaken, part of the first as well. Yes, correct. I was on volume one. Um, and um, Dr. Jennifer is my personal mentor. So when she asked you to show up as much as she shows up for us, it was a no brainer. She's a phenomenal woman. So um, it um, on volume one, I wrote about empowering your children to lead um, because I myself got to start as a young entrepreneur. So I kind of go into that and recognizing um, when your child is, is set up to be a leader and pushing and nurturing those talents. Um, and put and propelling them into their purpose um, from from a youth so that they can have the type of career that I've had. I've been fortunate and blessed to have. So um, but this time I kind of chose to focus on how those skills have developed me in the corporate sector and how I showed up during the pandemic um, and how mm. I transitioned um, away from that back to full time entrepreneurship. So I'm, I'm really excited for the second go around to be in the likes of, um, you know, Dr. Jennifer again. Um, I was honored and um, blessed that she asked me to be a part of the project again. And then, you know, to write with the phenomenal ambassador of peace, Dr. Teresa, you know, <laughs> and some of the other heavy hitters that are on the book um but yeah it was just it was a no-brainer you when your mentor asks you to show up as much as she shows up for other people she's you know such a phenomenal um woman you just you show up you, you come Absolutely. you come and you represent <laughs> i get it and i and what they'll find out too is that i like the fact that there are different areas that these leaders are coming from and the age range so you got millennials showing up you got you know, young people, I, I, I don't get all the names right. I, I know millennial um, and was it baby boomers? I get lost in the others because next gen or something, I think. But there's a range um, which shows you that leadership is not just in one area. It's not at one age. You're leading in all levels of, of life. And it shows up in this um, book. So I'm excited about it. So Chantel, tell us a little bit about why leadership was, imp it was important for you to show up with this leadership book. Um, thank you for the question. It was important for me to show up for the book because um, just to the nature of all the questions I get um, when I'm interacting at work or in my personal life, um, I love mentoring people, but I get a lot of different questions of, well, how do you do it? And what are the takeaways? And I firmly believe in playing it forward. I wasn't um, as successful um, unless I ha I was successful because I had others involved in me playing it, giving me tips. There are tips today that I, I received years ago through passing mm -hmm. from successful females who had nothing to gain besides pulling me to the side and letting me know. And I feel like that's something that I need to keep sharing and keep making sure it grows because we need to help each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Danica, tell us a little bit about why this it was important to be part of this leadership project. Sure. Um, well, I was asked to be a part of it uh, by another author who's not um, on tonight. Um, and I, I just was honored when I saw Dr. Bryant's uh, bio, as well as uh, the other uh, ladies who some of 
of or of, of them are here tonight. And so just really honored that I was asked to be a part of it. So I thought this is exciting to talk about leadership and to be a part uh, of a group of women that really understand the importance of it. Um, as I mentioned, I have over 30 years of human resources experience, both in federal government, for-profit, non-profit. I feel like I've done the whole gamut. Um, and one of the things that I've noticed specifically for black and brown, um, brown and um, black and brown women uh, is that their challenges, it's not always easy to be a leader. We have sort of internal dialogues that go on. And so my chapter kind of talks about that, how we could recognize it within ourselves in others, those challenges and help ourselves and others to overcome them so we can be the best we can be. So that's why I wanted to be a part of it. Absolutely. Um, so what I, and I you you did mention your chapter. We're going to come back around to you. We're going to mix it up a little bit. But I wanted you to actually just share the title of your book. We're not going to give them too much because we have plans for you all for next week. So you can come out and be part of the virtual celebration. And we'll give you information on that shortly. Um, and we're also going to tell you how you can make sure that you can. This book is going bestseller, international bestseller. So we're going to allow you to be part of this process because we don't want you to miss it. So we'll definitely make sure you have all the information. But I wanted to kind of get into the subtitle. So the first volume was um, that the leadership is not just the title. Um, and we took it a step further. So Dr. Jennifer actually said this time we're going to talk about leaders producing leaders, which is that's deep. Um, because in order for you to produce another leader, you have to be mindful of what you're, how you're showing up as a leader. So let's start with Deborah. Tell us a little bit about leading, uh, produce leaders, producing leaders and what that meant to you. What added, why did that add a component that was really important for leadership? Well, thank you for that question. Um, in theory, um, it, in, in theory, it sounds really great, right? But how do you practice that? Because I, I wanna talk to uh, Danique's point on having that internal awareness and that external awareness and the introspection um, really to actually lead at, you know, your peers, your subordinates, uh, you know, lead your leaders. And so, when I heard that, I was like, wow, that's a really deep subject. There's a lot to unpack. So for me, it was more about, um, because of course we have a chapter. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you how many times I had to delete, delete, save over here. <laughs> so I'll use that for next time. Um, to scale it, to scale it, to actually scope it, to meet the parameters. And because there's a lot, lot to unpack. And so for me, it was more about how have I contributed to mm -hmm. others' success? But most importantly, what have they done with the information that I've provided to them? Because that in itself is key and critical to any mentor, mentoring, mentor, mentor or mentee relationship or leading leaders is in any space. So if I'm the subordinate and I'm sharing my knowledge, skills, experience, and, and everything that I have with the leader, if they don't take it and execute, then there's nothing there. Got you. I think we, I think we lost her. Um, so we'll pull her back in when she comes back in. Success. But oh, there she is. Okay. No, I'm still here. Yeah, okay. that success. So um, yeah, but that that is what that kind that kind of that 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 subtitle kind of invoked in me. Like 
you know, just once again, a lot to unpack. So I tried to scope it to be, you know, very specific to, to, to the ins and outs of that expectation of what do you do when somebody gives you the tools right. uh, to, to become a great leader or to advance in the, in the next, to the next step or whatever that is you've chosen to do. Yeah, because it's it's like you can give it to them, but there's you know there's a step after that. Um, exactly that you they can have all the tools. Think about all the people that have access and to tools and things they can use to make things happen, but they're just sitting there with them. So nothing happens if they don't know how to use them or they're scared to use them or whatever. And you really tapped into that. So Coach Alanda, I wanted the same question with you: leaders producing leaders. Like, um, where did that take you? Cause that's a whole nother level. Um, I believe I live my life in a posture of reciprocity and not so much reciprocity to get to give, but I, I feel like we are all like a piece of the cycle. So I feel like you have to produce. I think about my children. I have to produce leaders because somebody has to lead them. So I feel like um, it's, it's our responsibility to be that part of the village for any man, woman or child, because if we don't produce leaders and pull while we climb, then who will be here to lead the others? We got to replenish the earth, you know what I'm saying, with leaders. So I think about um, I think about being a role model that I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm, I'm grateful to have a great mentor that um, has propelled me forward and aligned me and put me in position to be a good leader. So, you know, um, it, it's just necessary. I feel like for us all to continue to replenish the earth for our children and our legacy. Absolutely. I totally agree. So um, Chantel, we're going to throw that same question at you. We're going deep. Leaders producing leaders. Um, that, that's a very good question. So for me, when I thought about leaders producing leaders, um, I wanted to kind of make sure I touched on a topic that I thought was a little more complex. Um, and I say that because I, I interact with a lot of great people that have the, the leadership in them and they, they're, they're hungry for it. So I wanted to kind of challenge people with an, a, a topic or an approach to leadership that was a little bit complex and kind of simplify it. Um, I wanted to make sure that they had tools to be in all the various different situations um, with people, the forums. I thought that if they didn't read anything else from me, what could they benefit from? And so mine was how to react in very fluid environments. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted to kind of impart the next person with. I love it. So Danica, I'm going to ask you the same question. Uh, thank you. Yeah, that's... um. It's an interesting question. I wanted to focus more on the challenges we face being leaders. Um, I believe all of us can serve or do serve as leaders, regardless of our title uh, in an organization or family or whatever the case might be. Um, but I really wanted to focus on what are those challenges we face um, in terms of showing up as a leader or whatever space we um we actually, actually occupy. And so I talk a little bit about the challenges I faced and those I've noticed in other leaders within companies and you know personal life and what I've done to assist in overcoming my own challenges without giving away too much about the chapter, as well as assisting those who um, were new leaders or been in place uh, as leaders for a while. Because I think Ultimately, um, we sometimes forget what we've done, what we've accomplished, all, 
all the stuff that just makes us wonderful. And so I believe we have to overcome some of those challenges and remember those great things. And then that then propels us to the next level. Uh, in our careers or in our lives. So. Absolutely. Because as leaders, sometimes you just jump right in. Whatever needs to be done, you forget all the details. It's like, no, where do you need me? And by the time you're finished, you on to the next project and forgotten all about, you know, because you're just there to, to do what needs to be done. So Dr. Teresa, um, leaders producing leaders, talk to us. I think it's very important for any leader in any organization, be it the president of the United States, or a Girl Scout leader, or the mom, or senator. I think it's very important that you build the capacity of the people around you. And there are some people that might be quiet members in your organization, but if you build their skills, if you teach them the leadership skills, if you teach them everything about the organization, then you can hire from within. You can build their capacity. And so I talk about using the four I's, individual consideration, inspirational motivation, because here's the thing. If you inspire your employees to be mm -hmm. all they can be and recognize their strengths and weaknesses and build upon them to make them better, it will lead to success in your organization. It will lead to prosperity for you and it will lead to inner peace. So I tie everything back to my vision. Like it's very important for people to be happy when they leave work. When you're happy when you leave work, you're gonna you're not gonna have the road rage. You're not gonna go right. home and knock the wife <laughs> over the head or the husband. You know, you're not gonna beat the kids. It's so important because just like schooling is compulsory from K to 12, people have to work to pay bills. So when you're there, learn something. As a leader, know who your employees are, build their capacity, Le teach them to lead other people. I love it. Um, I, I used to, I've been with um, federal government for about 27 years, but I grew into this, but it was kind of like the morale of the office is everything. Um, you can have a, a mission to accomplish and everything, but if your team or your the group of people that are around you are not getting along, they're feeling some kind of way, no work is going to get done because they're busy trying to do all of that other stuff. So morale has got to be on point. Um, so yeah, you hit the nail on the head with that. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a, a commercial break and then we're going to come back because I have a, another question for the lady. So we will be right back.
funny. I, I look at some of those glamour shots. I was like, is that Lisa right there? Because um, <laughs> that is not an everyday look. I think I use one of those at work sometimes. And they're like, oh, my goodness, Lisa. I said, yeah, don't expect that. Don't. I'm not turning on the camera because that is not what you're going to get. Um, <laughs> but I love to see it to remind myself that, yeah, every now and then, because we haven't had a chance to do that lately where we get up, get dressed and get up, make up and stuff done. So that reminds me to do that more often. So I have a question for you. I actually have a couple questions for you, but the next one I wanted to ask you all had to do with, with you all being in leadership in every aspect of your life. Um, I was curious to know, like, what have you learned in doing this project? And it may be combined with being part of volume one for those who were, what have you learned about leadership through going through this journey that maybe you did not realize, or maybe want to shift or change going forward um were there any shifts or changes or enhancements you want to make to leadership because the next question i'm going to get into is that what kind of leadership resonates with you if you are the employee so a lot of times that we we base leadership based on what we want a, a manager or someone to do in leading us so first question is like what what, what did you learn or have you learned in this journey um, in writing the second chapter about leadership that maybe you didn't realize or recognize um, before. So let's start with Coach Alonda. And it may not be anything, but. Um, actually, just reflecting back while I was writing the subject, um, my subject matter was um, just how resilient and how many leaders I've actually produced. And it was it was encouraging for me to go back and produce more leaders because I was just like, wow, I sometimes you forget how many people, you know, you have impacted um, and just that it's it's a charge to self to go back and do more, like mm -hmm. to continue to do the work and show up consistently um, so that people can know that it's possible for them to also be a leader and to use the talents that they have of them to lead from where they are as well. Yeah, like a call to action. I get it. Um, yeah, love that. So Danica, tell us, what have you learned anything from this journey in leadership that maybe you didn't realize before? Yeah, I, I'd say um, really the, the whole process of being a part of um, just this wonderful uh, group of women who are doing phenomenal things in the world. It just propelled me a little bit further and kind of pushed me a little bit to let me know I do have the tools available to me and they're within and to push beyond sort of my own limits. And again, I, I was just really, I'm still just in awe of each of you and those who are not in the, the group tonight, uh, because I just see everyone is just such a powerhouse. It is incredibly in inspiring, especially uh, to be a part of a group of black and brown women who are doing things and are pushing themselves. So for me, it was just a reminder, push past your limits because the world is huge and people need to hear your message. Absolutely. Dr. Teresa? I'm going to start with that first book. That book sold out of my bookstore in less than eight hours. And then I have copies that I carry. Everybody wants a copy. I took this book to Paris. You might have saw that on a screenshot on Facebook. I'm speaking about book number one, actually in New York City. So what what I my takeaway is this is needed. People, yes. people need a tool to help build the capacity of people in their organization. So this, this book is something, that's why it was an international bestseller. This that's book is something that, that organization leaders need to build the capacity of others. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chantel. 
Same with you. Uh, well, on a very, very personal level, the first thing I learned was uh, I need to work on self-editing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was a very tough lesson for me uh, on trying to write uh, within the parameters of how many words I had. Um, and I was thinking, I said, man, you know, there's so many things I want to share and how I want to explain it and how I want to connect and all the things I wanted to do. But having to self-edit is a lesson because not everyone has that time. Not everyone is open to hear the whole entire message. Um, so that is the, the the key that I took away. And what I learned about leaders and leadership is if you don't have all the time in the world, what is going to be most impactful and resonate and what can you impart? Okay. I love that. Deborah, same question. I like, I do like that, that, that comment. Um, I, I also before I say anything, I just want to go back to Dr. Teresa on, on the last, um, on, on your last response. What I really felt coming out of your conversation specifically was that discretionary effort. So what you're talking about in a whole sense, you like, it's discretionary effort. You're, you're working to help people understand the whole system of, of building talent capacity and to the outcome or the implication is discretionary effort. It is that's the it's that extra little bit that they'll give when they're tired or they got they know they got to run and pick up the kids or the doggy daycare or whatever instead of saying, "You know what? Forget this. I'm out of here." You 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 are built that is the part of the capacity that I think a lot of leaders forget about is that discretionary effort. So I I I really wanted to just touch on that cuz I thought your point we're dead on. And it just, it just invoked that whole idea of like, yeah, she's talking about discretion, building that discretionary effort. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So um, for, with respect to <laughs> this project, um, I think I learned that, um, that I'm a little crazy. <laughs> Bit. I'm a little crazy and, and I'm a little OCD and um, and I too had a very difficult time scaling myself down and I was like, oh my God, I have so much to say. So you know what I learned from this project? That I need to do another project. How about that? How about <laughs> that? I left so much on the table because I had to scale it. So um, yeah, that that's pretty much what so I'm sure that Dr. Jennifer is hearing this and, and realize that you have talked her right into the next one when, <laughs> when it's time. So she got homework. Um, and I wanted to join in on that a little bit and say that I learned um, that I didn't get an opportunity to be in the first volume. Um, and part of the reasoning, and I've, I think I've talked with some of you about this, is that I really did not think I was a leader. Um, and so I learned through getting on this. I wasn't going to miss this a second time because I just didn't think I thought, yes, this is a book I need to read so that I can learn more about it. Um, but then when this, the opportunity came with the second volume, I was thinking, I don't know if I'm a leader. I mean, you know, I'm thinking Dr. Jennifer and Dr. Reed, all of you all like doing the daggone thing. No, I'm not a leader, but I can glean from what's going on. And as I started to write, because I didn't know what how I was going to do this because I didn't resonate with being a leader. But as I started to write, I was like, oh, well, maybe I have been doing some things because as we talked about it, we don't keep track. So I never really keep 
kept track of what I did. And I didn't put myself in the seat of leadership because we just jumped right in. Um, so if I was in the front, I was because that was where I was needed. If I was in the middle, if I was in the back, or if nobody even knew I was part of the project, but I had done what I was supposed to do. So I didn't put a label on it, but it was kind of necessary for me to, to really hone into the fact that, yes, that is leadership. Um, and then the other thing that I think kind of gleans to what Dr. Jennifer says all the time is that you're always interviewing. And that's so true. So even when you are not at your best or you're, you know, like Dr. Teresa said, the road rage, I mean, somebody's watching, you know, it could be a kid in the, the car next to you in the back seat that can see you responding and reacting. So we always have to be aware um, of our surroundings, because even if you don't want to be a leader, um, somebody's putting you in that space. Um, so this is why I love this kind of conversation. So here's what I wanted to do in taking this to the next step as far as for those who in this, I was thinking about this question only because sometimes people, you know, like me, don't even resonate or don't want to be leaders or think that they can't handle what comes with leadership. So what motivates you? Because I'm hoping that when you all talk about this, that somebody who maybe doesn't get it yet will want to definitely get this book, but maybe give some examples of what motivates you from someone who you feel is leading you or mentoring you at any age, we can be mentored. Um, but what, what's your motivation? So let's start, Chantel, what's your motivation? What what says, okay, this is where I, I need to follow this right here because something's going on good right here. Um, so what leads me is being around ladies like yourself. I'm going to tell you what, I think I wrote down notes from each and every one of you. <laughs> and so that's what leads, no, that, from the bottom of me, that's what leads me. When I, when I hear inspiring, intelligent, this, this, this goodness emanating, these tidbits of knowledge and like you've been there and relatability, that inspires me to do better and be better because I want to be like you ladies. And we want to be like you. So look, <laughs> it's full circle. Um, yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, so Danica, tell me a little bit about what, what motivates you. Um, that's, that's a really good question. Um, just thinking back, um, on sort of about some of the leaders I've experienced in all my years and whether it be healthcare, law, engineering, government, whatever the case might be, the one thing that I remember and, and that uh, resonates with me and motivates me are compassionate leaders, right? We're not one dimensional when we come to work. Or wherever you know we bring our whole selves right stuff at home um dr teresa talked about you know things outside of the of the workforce but all those things come into work so when we um when we have leaders in our lives who understand that and they connect with that and then they touch us in that place and they're of service to our whole selves we then can show up right at 100% capacity. And so that's what motivates me to be of service to others, uh, to see something wonderful in someone, to shine a light on it, and to encourage them to bring it to the top so that they can bless someone else. And that to me is 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 just incredible. So that's what that's what motivates me. I love it. So I'm going to actually, I'm going to go over to Dr. Teresa because she, when she mentioned, I'm thinking the um, ambassador of peace you have to go next to Teresa in sharing what motivates you. Cause I think I know, but I want to hear from you. <laughs> I, I was in a master's class in 2016 with Dr. Tashika L. Green. And in that class, she said, there are two days of importance, the Mark Twain quote, quote, the day you were born 
on the day you find out why. And in that class, I learned that my gift was my voice and my intuition. My passion was serving others. And my purpose is to make the world a more peaceful place. And at that time, I was a high school leader. But I was also a leader in the military. I was a leader in my home. I'm the matriarch of my family. What motivates me is my father, the late Clarence Mosley, who died in 1988. The last day I saw him alive was my graduation day from high school. Only girl, four brothers, the only girl and the only college graduate. He held my diploma in his hand and he said, Risa, and this, my father had an eighth grade education, but the wisdom of a sage. He said, Risa, this is worth millions of dollars. Now go live in your purpose. That's what motivates me. I love it. I love it. So Deborah, what motivates you? Because y'all are motivating me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just going to really piggyback off of Dr. Teresa um, and, and talk about that family uh, side of things. I really am motivated uh, by my mom. Uh, she is a rock. She's a rock star. She's absolutely amazing. Um, and just everything about her. And, and I'm, and I'm going to say, oh, she's, she's not, a, she's not, she's not soft now. She, she definitely, as I, as I said to the, to my children and grandchildren, oh, we couldn't be bullied because we had our mother. So, so <laughs> honest, transparent, super smart, and just built resiliently and just absolutely brilliant from, she's a nurse by trade. Uh, she would, she could tear down your kitchen cabinets and, and rebuild them, put down a floor. I mean, so sewing, just all of, just everything about her was just like, you can do all of that. Um, of course, my nickname was Marilyn Monroe, but <laughs> she would all say Marilyn Monroe's not going to do that. But, <laughs> but I come from that kind of stock. And so when you have, I have uh, uh, six, so six aunts and an uncle that when you're when you see that as your example you you have to step up you have to come right you have you have to have the education you you have to keep going um because you they have set that pace for you and they've set that path and set that expectation of greatness and so i would say family that mm -hmm. that strong those strong role models over i love it i love it so coach alanda how about you I, I was going to say, like Dr. Sarisa and um, Deborah, I feel like that I had these, these, I had to pay homage to the people, my ancestors, my great grandmothers. Um, they, they went through um, extreme lengths to maintain um, these women, but also they were both entrepreneurs. And, um, and I just, I just see like one of my great grandmothers was the first black woman along with my great grandfather to own a brownstone in Brooklyn. Um, and through that, they were able to produce generational wealth. They were like my first example of, uh, dual living and, um, dual finances and generational wealth. And I just saw that all of the people um, through their sacrifices, how 
other people that lived in their home were able to go on and start businesses. And I felt like that was an example of leadership that I, I the sacrifices that they made, um, they left such a big legacy for me to carry that mantle on to become a leader. My other great grandmother, the same, they migrated from the South to New Jersey. Um, and, you know, my great grandfather owned a barber shop that's a hysterical landmark today. So I, when I think of my ancestors, I'm like, how could you not lead? When that that those examples and that legacy, you know, stand on that legacy, how can you not lead? I feel like I was already predestined, blessed by the sacrifices that they made. So it reminds me of who I am and what stock I come from every day. And so I feel like it's it's my my portion to God and to honor them to continue to be the light for somebody else to know that it's possible that they can all be a leader because it's it's not just the title. It's it like anybody can lead from anywhere. And um nobody has to appoint you. God has already appointed you that leadership is in you. It's your birthright. So you know I, I I remind myself of that every day that um they've already paved the way so I really can't fail. Absolutely. Look, and I, I'm hoping Sharon was still on because I was hearing a, a lot of synergy and history mentioned, um, which is right up Sharon Parker's alley. So Sharon, if you're on, I'm just thinking you need to, you know, definitely connect. And I also wanted to mention that support um, motivates me. I love to see people who are really um, believing in and genuinely supporting and support comes in all forms sometimes it just takes one little comment um but when you know and you can feel that they believe that you can it does motivate you um because we all have doubts we all kind of go in go out of it you get frustrated you get you know tired um so support is just really big to me and supporting me because sometimes i need that extra push because um, we will talk ourselves out of a whole bunch of things if we're not careful. So we have to make sure that our support system is really strong because you need that person. I need I know I'm I'm hard headed sometimes. I know I'm stubborn. So I know that my circle has to be someone who says, uh, 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 no, 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 that's not what we're doing. Um, but I have to recognize that in myself because otherwise you'd be that person when somebody pushes back. You like don't tell me what to do. But <laughs> but I know when I need to, to have several seats and listen um because my support system will let me know which they they have and they make me be quiet um or sh as shut up as my book would say um so what i wanted to do right now before we get into how everybody can connect with you because we could really go on i could talk about leadership for for hours and hours and hours but we have something wonderful going on next um next week on Tuesday and Wednesday, right? Is it the 17th and the 18th? So let's talk a little bit about that. I think we have the flyer that we're going to put up about the virtual launch of Step Into Leadership Greatness, Leaders Producing Leaders. Dr. Jennifer Jones Bryant is the visionary keynote speaker. We also have Donald Drummer, who's going to be a, key, a keynote speaker. This is going to be an amazing day. We want you all to go. And I think I have the information that I can drop at the bottom on how you can register and be here. It's going to be a DJ. All of the co-authors are going to be in the room. Um, and we're really going to celebrate this huge launch that's happening. Um, so we want to make sure that you're there. If I've missed anything or any of the co-authors that are on with me tonight, is there anything I missed or do you like to share about what you think is going to go down on Tuesday? And then we will mention what's going to happen on Wednesday because we don't do it in one day. We got, we, we coming back. So yeah. Don't get comfortable. 
Did y'all have anything? So, so what we're doing on Thursday, the very next day, is we're having a um, bestseller campaign, which we're also in, encouraging everybody to be a part of. We are really, really excited about this book. And Dr. Jennifer, if you see one of us, so you have the um, six of us on here. Last week we had some co-authors. We had um, Dr. Mary as the forward author. Um, but if you see us out on social media, please check us out. Check our pages out. Get the information. Hit us up if you're not sure what where we go what we do we will make sure that you are there but i really do think that this book is going to move mountains um and i do think that leadership is is just a thing that we should be talking about um because i think even with young people that they need to recognize early on that it's within them um i think a lot of times they don't even start to think about it until they're in a situation but yeah even as little people have you ever seen i thought about it when my son was younger especially with the young ladies that it was always a little girl who was just pulling him around somewhere go here go there and we actually called it bossy you know but if you think about it it's something that was within her that was leading and guiding. And yeah, she might have had a little sassy on it, but I would just laugh because I said she is just dragging my, my child all over the place <laughs> and he's just going along. But that involves trust. You know, when you trust somebody and you just say, OK, well, wherever you taking me, I'm going to go. Um, so I love it. in young. I love to see it in young people because I think you can see it at an early age. So. I want everybody to go around Robin and tell us how we can connect with you. And of course, this is not the last time you'll see these ladies. We'll be back again next week with more co-authors for, cause we come deep y'all. Y'all have to understand when we step into leadership, we step in deep. Okay. So I wanted to start with Dr. Teresa. Tell us where we can find you, connect with you to see about this book and any other wonderful things coming up. And please share if you have something that's coming up, let us know. I think you're on mute. Yes, the best way to reach me is from my website, creatingambassadorsofpeace.com. It links to all of my social media sites. I also have a YouTube channel. Please subscribe, ladies, to my YouTube channel. It's Dr. Teresa A. Mosley. I am going to speak in New York on transformational leadership, July 14th and 15th. I speak in Croatia on transformational leadership. August 25th and 26th. Yes. So, oh, and I'm speaking June the 18th for a call to inspire. So as you can see, she is not playing with this leadership game and you all better get in somebody's house and see what she's talking about. And it's directly related to this book too, because that's what she talks about in Step Into Leadership Greatness. So Deborah, tell us where we can find you and connect with you. Yeah, so I can be reached at IG, um, Atonia7, and on TikTok, believe it or not, at DevShy2, and via my uh, Facebook page, dmacfit-50. Uh, um, so hit me up. Uh, would love to talk, chat, and share my thoughts and hear yours uh, on leadership. Thank you so much. So Coach Alanda, the Becoming Coach, tell us how we can find you. You can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram under I Must Become One, LinkedIn, Becoming Coach, Twitter, the Becoming Coach. Um, you can go to my website at imustbecome.com and you can email me at Coach Alanda Brooks at imustbecome.com. And you can find me every Sunday at 3 p.m. on 
all podcast platforms as my show airs i am becoming and um what i have coming up next i just released the international bestseller two book project called um Diamonds and Pearls, Affirmation of a Mompreneur Who Rocks. And we also have an interactive journal with it. And Dr. Jennifer Jones Bryan was our forward author. So um, you can go grab your copy of that. It tells you everything that you need to know to kind of jump into business as a woman. It gives you creative strategies on how to attack and approach business. Um, So I'm excited about that. Thank you. So let me say, you all must become connected with Coach Alanda. Um, because she is doing major things over there, Dr. Teresa, Deborah, and Danica. Tell us where we can find you. Thank you. You can um, connect with me primarily on my website, my coaching website, www.hers, H-E-R-R-S dot live, L-I-V-E. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn as well as Facebook, just under my name, Danica Davenport, and we can connect. So thank you. Absolutely. And Chantel, where can we stay connected with you? Uh, so I'm like everyone else. I have LinkedIn. I have Facebook, but I'm going to keep it simple. My email is on the board. My first name, middle initial S as in Sierra Edwards. Um, also, if you read the article that the lovely Lisa did on me this month, you'll have some more contact information at my website. Absolutely. So, and I did want to say thank you all for allowing Dove Style Magazine to share your stories. I know it's just the beginning. And I know all you ladies are are sitting on some wonderful, wonderful ideas and journeys. And I wish you the best in everything that you're doing. So I still want to remind everybody to go visit DoveStyleMagazine.org. The exciting thing about this year is because it is my 10th year that we will be um, actually having a print um, version of Dove Style Magazine. And this year we're going to be celebrating people. So I forgot to um, show you that the cover, um, Dr. Tashika Green is on the cover. She's the mother of the Maryland mother of the year. And Step Into Leadership Greatness Volume 2 is actually written on the cover because they are inside and they come, like I said, they come deep. So it's not just one or two articles. We have every single co-author, the forward and the visionary Dr. Jennifer inside. So please go check them out support. Um, And this has been absolutely wonderful, ladies. I know I could talk leadership for days and learn from everything you all are doing. Keep doing what you're doing. I want to remind everybody to please come back every Thursday and check out Luncheon with Lisa. We go live on Facebook and YouTube. We also stream on uh, radio platforms like Spotify, Apple. Um, So please check it out. Um, And more to come. Uh, We'll thank those who were able to come to the Power Shut Up Symposium. It was everything that I wanted and more. And um, I got homework from that. Um, And so there's some wonderful things coming out of that. The Power Shut Up is really my baby. Um, I know, you know, all of you all that have book projects, you know, that one that just motivates you through everything that you do. And believe it or not, I know some of the people who know me from way back, the Power Shut Up motivates me. (laughs) Believe it or not, shutting my mouth is a motivation. Um, and I can't believe I'm saying that. My mother's probably falling over like, like what? Not my child. So I appreciate you all for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you again next Thursday. But until then, and I want to remind you, some more co-authors are coming next week. So keep 
coming here and checking them out. And of course, that the virtual event is on the 17th. And then the best-selling campaign is happening on the 18th. So you're going to be busy next week with stepping into leadership. So I'm just letting you know ahead of time. So don't say you got something else to do because we already told you what you're going to have to do. But thanks everybody for tuning in. I appreciate you. And we will see you next Thursday.